What is going on, Warriors? I have an exciting and a bit crazy of a story for you today. Over the last couple of days, I went on a trip on an airplane, which by the way, if you're listening and COVID's over, this isn't going to make any sense, but COVID changed the way the world works. And I want to talk about my diabetes and what changed in that sense, as well as the three reasons that you take insulin. Let's cue up the theme song. I've spent the last 10 years pushing the limits while identifying trends and patterns in my type 1 diabetes management. Follow along as I learn, apply, and share the fitness, nutrition, and lifestyle strategies that I've learned from diabetes experts around the world. The real question is, how can we live fearlessly with diabetes while maintaining stable blood sugars? This podcast is here to give you the answer. My name is Matt Vandevecht, head coach and co-founder of FTF Warrior, and welcome to Part of My Pancreas. All right, guys, so I got some stories for you today. Now, obviously, if you're watching, you notice I got my new shirt on. This is because last week's episode, I said this phrase so many times. I said, you know what? I'm getting a t-shirt made with it. So I hope you guys like it. This is essentially my disclaimer from this day forward, right? Uh, for those listening, you might want to watch the video because it's kind of an awesome t-shirt. But I'll tell you guys, it says hashtag not a doctor. Underneath that, it says I just simplify blood sugars because let's be real. That's what I do. Now, this this last weekend, okay, I want to get into this. Uh, I took some, some jobs recently that I haven't done in a while. I used to do some modeling and acting, right? And this last week, I got offered some jobs that were a good fit. And uh, I did some in LA earlier in the week. And then over the weekend, I flew from LA to Oregon and uh, did some work there. Now, while in Oregon, a few things shifted. I was unable to exercise the same intensity that I normally do. Uh, let's be real, I didn't exercise for four days straight. And that, of course, breaks my rules. So blood sugars weren't cooperating <laughs> as they normally do. But overall, I use the strategies that I teach in my own program because, yes, I practice what I preach. And my blood sugars actually stayed in range on set with somebody else controlling my schedule, right? I didn't choose what happened at what times. This is I'm on somebody else's schedule. And this is how life works on set. And in that environment, I was still able to stay in range until the day I left. Unfortunately, today did not, <laughs> did not go according to plan. Uh, today was my travel day. Flew back from Eugene, Oregon. Flew from Oregon to Seattle, then to California. It's kind of like this wacky thing where you fly north before you fly south and layovers and blah, blah, blah. But I uh, woke up early this morning to catch my first flight and had breakfast at the hotel. I planned ahead, had breakfast in my refrigerator at the hotel. Got that the night before, set up. After breakfast, didn't check my Dexcom on the way to the airport. Everything was fine. At the airport, get my alarm going off. Which, of course, my first thought is everyone at the airport thinks that I am psycho and have something going on because my pump is beeping at me, right? Beep, beep, beep. And I'm like, nobody look at me crazy, please. This is an insulin pump. <laughs> but I was high. I was like, crap. So I'm sitting in line. I know I gotta be in line for another 20 minutes. I can't walk around, right? And I just kinda deal with it. I chug some water, because you can't take water through security, right? And uh, I walk around the airport. People probably started to recognize that the same guy is walking laps, because it's a small airport, literally back and forth. <laughs> but eventually my blood sugars did come back down. Control IQ kicked in, gave me some extra insulin, which was great. Got on my flight, blood sugars cruised back down in the range. I was sitting in the 80s for the duration of that flight, had my lunch on the flight, seemed to go well, till the last section of my flight, 
Uh, coming from Seattle to LA. Got the beeps again. It's like crap. Sure enough, I was over 200 already, even though I had started in the 80s. And they were double arrows up, which means I was rising at a very rapid rate, right? Long story short, my wife picks me up at the airport. I'm still high. I go for walks. I don't feel great. Take some extra insulin on top of what I already had because I got an occlusion alarm in the car that I missed because the windows were down and I didn't hear it beeping. So for something like 30 minutes, my pump wasn't giving me insulin because there was an occlusion. And if you don't know what an occlusion alarm is, essentially the pump somewhere along the tubing, the site, the cartridge, somewhere in there there's a blockage and it's not delivering insulin. So you have to change your site. Problem is I was in the car, so I didn't get insulin for like 30 minutes and I was already at 274 because something else went wrong. I was like, oh no. So what happened? Well, I had my bolus, right, for my lunchtime. Bolus is a mealtime insulin, whether it's uh, you taking it through your pump and just punching in numbers, maybe it's an injection, it's all still called a bolus, okay? It's a bolus of insulin. Uh, but we call it bolus insulin because it's relatively commonplace for us, right? Now, afterwards, I had manually given myself a correction that was not recommended because I knew that I had missed basal insulin. So what is basal insulin? Basal insulin is the background. It's your foundation. Without basal, you'd be up and down all day long trying to give corrections. Well, that's a, another interesting term. What's a correction, Matt? You're throwing all these terms at us. A correction is a bolus of insulin that you give when you're already high blood sugar. So for me, I was sitting at 274. I'm like, oh boy, I'm gonna give a correction. And I knew that I missed some basil. So I want you guys to wrap your mind around this. There's three different reasons you're gonna give insulin, okay? One, your foundational insulin is basil. Now, if you're on a pump, basil, bolus, and correction are all the same. They're all in your pump at the same time, so it's the same insulin across the board. But if you're MDI, multiple daily injections, this could be different types of insulin, and it will be. So on MDI, uh, just to give some examples that are random, right? We have Lantus, we have Tracebas, a few different types. You take one, maybe two shots a day, and that runs through your system long-term. It's called long-acting insulin. It's also known as basal insulin. That is your foundation. Now on your pump, basal, it's called basal in your pump, your basal settings dictate how much of the insulin you're getting per hour. And you can make changes or your doctor will make changes for you. Now, the next type of insulin or next reason you take insulin is your bolus, your mealtime. Anytime you want to eat, you got to consider, do I take insulin for this, right? We know we cover carbs. We are now discovering that we do cover proteins and fats at certain levels once you have enough of it. Um, and that's a whole different conversation on nutrition we can talk about, right? like gluconeogenesis and how much insulin do we give for protein and at what threshold do we cover fat. Don't worry about that right now. Right now we're just covering the different reasons that you give insulin. So in your pump, right, we have our basal that's given hourly, every, gives little spurts every hour. And for your bolus, this is the same for both MDI and pump, it's a mealtime shot. So you're covering insulin for carbs, insulin to carb ratio. So when I was first diagnosed, it's not the same anymore, but I was told to give one unit of insulin for 10 grams of carbs, right? I think a lot of people are kind of started there and then you can fine tune as time goes on, honeymoon phase ends, you learn what you need. And this can change um, long-term. You can technically manipulate your insulin to carb ratio. Um, I don't want to get too deep into this, but you can manipulate your insulin sensitivity. There's a way you can do that. Actually, there's 
a few different ways to do that. Different topic. Bolus is your mealtime or snack time insulin, okay? So you give it, we talked last week about the pre-bolus, it's exactly that. You take your bolus early. That's what a pre-bolus is. Now, if you take your bolus and you have the correct amount, you should end up in range after your meal, roughly two to three hours later, you should still be in range, or at least be back in range, right? Depending on the pre-bolus amount. But if you're not in range, what happens? That is where the correction bolus comes into play, or just the correction, right? Now, we all have different bolus ratios, we all have different basal rates, we also have different correction factors. So a correction is how much you are going to drop from giving one unit of insulin. So for example, and this is general, okay, now, I'm not a doctor, this isn't gonna be yours magically, but let's just say that one unit of insulin drops someone 50 points, okay? So if you're at 200 and you take one unit of insulin, then that would drop that person 50 points down to 150, right? So if they wanted to end up at 100, they might have to take two units to drop from 200 all the way down to 100. Does that make sense? So your correction factor determines how much insulin you need to correct a high blood sugar. So that being said, I was at 274 today. Clearly something went wrong between my bolus and the occlusion alarm, right? I don't know if I didn't take enough insulin. Technically I know I did because I'm, I'm very fine tuned. I know my rates, but something went wrong along the way. And I think it was a, a correlation between less exercise plus the occlusion plus sitting all day on flights and just this whirlwind of a storm left me at 274 without basal insulin for about 30 minutes, so I had to give a correction on top of what I already had circulating in my bloodstream, right? So, gave myself uh, a correction on top of what it recommended, because so I thought, you know what, let's just get this thing down. I don't want to be sitting above this 200 marker for this long, especially 274. So, gave a pretty big correction, expected it to come down, hopped on some uh, some strategy calls with my clients that are type 1 diabetics, as you guys may or may not know, I run a health and fitness coaching program called Diabetes in Action, where I teach people how to discover their unique blood sugar formula. It's a fantastic program. It delivers insane results. Uh, in fact, if you guys want, there's a free training you can watch right now that goes over the basics of discovering your formula over at diabetesinaction.com. I would recommend going and watch that. It's about an hour long. Take some good notes. It's a good one. Uh, but that being said, I, I decided to give myself a correction. Didn't fully work. At the end of my call with this, this new prospective client, I was like, crap, I'm still at, I think it was like 250. Like it came down a little bit. No, I take that back. I was 232. I was like, okay, I dropped 40 points, but that's it. I should be at like 130 right now. So decided to give another correction. Now this isn't technically a rage bolus, which that's another term. <laughs> <laughs> Throwing a lot at you guys today. I hope this is okay with you. Um, I like to teach and sometimes I just keep going and I don't want to go too deep in this one video slash podcast episode, right? But uh, rage bolus, I'll just define this last one and then we're going to stop with the new terms, I promise. Rage bolus is when you just get frustrated and you're sitting with high blood sugars and you just give way too much insulin and you hope that it works. I didn't technically rage bolus because I gave a calculated secondary correction. 
And then I said, you know what? I want this to work now because I got dinner in an hour and a half. I got to make this insulin work. So I went for a walk. I walked for 30 minutes, threw in some great mindset podcasts that I listened to to develop my own personal development, my character. Right? I want to become a better person and work on my mind. So that kept me busy. I went for a walk for 30 minutes. Halfway through the walk, it started to drop. It's like, yes, it's working. Oh my gosh. I should also, I need to backpedal real quick. When I got the occlusion alarm, I changed my sight. That was necessary, right? There, there's some kind of a blockage somewhere. Insulin was not being delivered. So I said, you know what? We're changing everything. So I changed to a completely new sight, put in new insulin, and, uh, and that's where we're at. So with the two corrections that I gave were both with the new site. I thought, you know what, scrap the old one. Something's wrong, I don't wanna take time to figure it out. New site, it is. So with the new site, I had given two corrections now. Remember, a correction is meant to bring down your high blood sugars, the third reason you take insulin, okay? It was finally starting to work. And the walk, the reason that works is it's starting to pump my blood, right? It's pumping, it's circulating that insulin that I gave and kind of speeding it up. That's what I wanted. I wanted that effect. Now, that can speed it up too fast. You gotta be careful with taking a correction and walking, right? So I had sugar tablets with me, all right? Now, I wanna also point out, this just happened, <laughs> okay? Um, the walk made me plummet. I was dropping double arrows down, and that's what I wanted. That was the plan, and I leveled out. I think I'm in like the 90s right now. Who knows, maybe an alarm's gonna go off soon and I, I went too far, because I did kind of give extra. But these are the three reasons that you're going to take insulin. Eventually, you're gonna hit all three, right? Maybe you're like this perfect diabetic and you never have to give a correction. Bravo to you, first of all. If, you, if you're that good, I, we should be learning from you. You should come on this show. <laughs> but odds are, you are currently taking basal insulin, right? Your foundational insulin, the long-lasting, whether you're pump or MDI, you're also taking bolus insulin if you're type 1 diabetic, insulin dependent, because that means you need insulin to eat. Like you, you have to cover your carbs and your protein with insulin. And uh, if you've ever got a high blood sugar, you've also taken a correction, right? A corrective dose of insulin to bring you back down into range. So those are the three reasons that you're going to be taking insulin. Now, of course, there's different strategies with each type. There's temporary basils if you're on a pump, right? You can reduce your basil if you know you're going to have an extra active day the next day, or uh, you can do pre-bolus, take your bolus early to try to make sure the insulin hits at the same time as the carbs. If you have no idea what I'm talking about, go to our last episode. That's all about the pre-bolus. I talk about how to match that up properly. And of course, if you've ever had a high blood sugar, you've taken a correction dose. So three different reasons that you and I are going to take insulin. Basil, bolus, correction. Now, as far as how you determine how much insulin to give, your doctor likely gave you a starting point, right? But in many cases, that starting point doesn't work for the rest of your life. It may not have worked in the first place, let's be real. They're, it's not an exact science that they have when they first diagnose you. A, because there's so many factors. B, they don't know your personal life. They don't know what you do, right? You could be an avid hiker that goes hiking every day you might have a desk job or you don't move at all. They don't know what your diet looks like. Right? There's so many different factors, but that aside, hormones change, your fitness level changes, your goals change. There's a ton of stuff going into this. So likely either you didn't have it perfect from the get-go or something changed and maybe it's a little bit different now. So what I wanna do in future episodes, I'm gonna walk through your basil specifically, your bolus specifically, 
your correction factor specifically there's a formula for all of these things guys and that's where i wanted you to to really take some time okay there it's a it's an hour long, but I want you to jump into that free training I mentioned earlier for Diabetes in Action. Go to diabetesinaction.com. If you're watching the video, there's a link right below, okay? Go watch that training. I dive in deep into how you isolate and test for proper basal rates. How do you fine tune, right? It tells you how to fine tune. How do you figure out your bolus ratio? Insulin to carb, like, doesn't a doctor have to do that? Technically, that is helpful. If they are on top of it, right? But unfortunately, not everyone has access to the best doctors who are actually involved in your diabetes management. Same thing goes for endocrinologists and diabetes care specialists. When you get good ones, they're fantastic. I have a great endocrinologist, but not everyone has the same access. So the goal of this training is to show you what it looks like if you're gonna analyze it yourself, right? I got these right here, these trending health journals. That was the point of that. But turns out, just writing stuff down doesn't get you all the way to your goal, does it? No. You have to take action. You, you actually have to implement what you learn. So the goal of this training is to teach you what to look for. So instead of just writing down numbers and not knowing what to do with it, this training gives you an idea of what actual actions you can take, what things you should be looking for, and these numbers are gonna pop out of the pages and you're gonna start thinking, oh my gosh, it finally makes sense. You're gonna be like a beautiful mind, right? Like, that number finally means something to me. I understand now. So if you want to understand on a deeper level, this is not for people who are passively going through life. Okay. If, you, if you're just like, all I care about is surviving with type one diabetes. And if I get complications, so be it. That's not for you. Trust me, you're going to be bored out of your mind. But if you want to understand how to thrive with diabetes and live with your diabetes in action, to do what you want, live life on your terms, that is who this training is for. Then this training is for you. So if you wanna understand on a deeper level how to look at your basal rates, how to understand your bolus ratios, your insulin to carb ratio, how to understand your correction factor, are you even giving the correct amount of insulin, go to diabetesinaction.com, okay? If you're watching YouTube, it's below this video. If you're on the podcast, there's a link in the description or just type it in, it's pretty easy to spell. Diabetesinaction.com, it's gonna ask for your email. Enter your email in that and you'll get direct access to the training that I did recently. I hope you enjoy it. I know it's going to change your perspective on diabetes management. It's incredibly important to understand what you're doing, right? If you're taking the wrong amount of insulin, it's gonna be difficult to see stable blood sugars, right? If I'm taking too much insulin, I have a very low chance of success. I'm taking too little insulin. I'm probably not gonna stay in range. I'm gonna be giving correction doses all day long and wonder what the heck's going on? Why is diabetes so difficult? Or you can understand the few pieces that go into this unique blood sugar formula. We teach you the A20 blood sugar formula. And then you can finally understand how to live life on your terms and start living spontaneously, fearlessly with confidence as you go about your day and not have to worry about blood sugars all the time. All right, so last time, I want you guys to understand there are three reasons you take insulin. Your basal, your bolus, and your correction. Pump and MDI, doesn't matter. You have the same three reasons that you're taking insulin if you are insulin dependent, right? So basal rates, that's your background insulin. For you are an MDI, this is your long-lasting insulin. 
your bolus, that's your fast-acting insulin. And we'll go into different types of insulins on a different episode. There's fast-acting, ultra-fast-acting, there's slower-acting, all different kinds of boluses. But what you need to know right now is that bolus is your fast-acting, it's for eating, okay? And lastly, your correction dose, your correction factor is how much insulin you take uh, when you have a high blood sugar. It's essentially how much does one unit drop you. Okay, so basal, bolus, correction, those are the three reasons that you take insulin. If you want to know more about why you take them and how to fine-tune that, then you're my kind of person. And I want you to go to diabetesinaction.com. I guarantee you it will change your perception on diabetes management and likely open up some doors into your mind and be like, oh my gosh, this makes so much more sense now. Alright, so go to diabetesinaction.com. I will see you guys there. Have an amazing day and keep up the fight.